0: Welcome to Moments with Marilyn. I'm your host, Marilyn Boyer. I'm the mom of 14 homeschooled kids who love the Lord and love each other. I absolutely love young moms, and it's my passion to encourage you and provide you with tips and tools to make your job easier. Thanks for joining us today. Today's session is What Does Teaching Character Really Look Like? Before we get started, let me just tell you that our podcasts are available on our Facebook page, on our YouTube channel, on Spotify, and other platforms that carry podcasts. So, I was not raised in a Christian home. I didn't even know the Bible stories growing up. I've heard it said that you can't grow up in the United States of America and not know the gospel, but I did not. I really did not. I grew up in the Northeast and the gospel was kind of sparse up there, probably still is. So as I learned the word, I learned it with my kids. I taught it with them, taught it to them as I was learning it myself. Early on, I went to a Sunday school class that I will forever be thankful for was taught by a man named Larry Coy, who is now in heaven. But he said how the Bible gave practical answers to life. And I wanted that for myself and for my kids. I felt like I was a sponge sitting there in his class just soaking up all the principles that he taught us. And I would write things down. And as he was teaching to us adults. But as he did that, ideas would come into my head of how I could... Take this information that he was teaching me and turn it into something that I could put on my kids' level so they could understand these things too. Joshua 1.1 says that we will be successful in God's eyes in all we do when we learn to hide the word in our hearts. So Rick and I took this to heart. We began memorizing passages of Scripture. At the time, we lived in a little trailer, and we wrote James 1 on pieces of construction paper and taped it to our walls. And we started learning James 1, which deals with how to deal with temptation and rough things that happen in your life. My boys were little at the time, and Rick worked most of their waking hours. When he would get home from work, we'd have supper. It was time for the kids to go to bed. So he really wanted to have more spiritual input into the boys' lives. So he came up with a really cool idea. He started recording the book of Proverbs. And I would have the kids listen to this at their nap time and their bedtime. Every single day they would do that. And we started doing it in King James Version. So there were a lot of difficult words, but he would explain those difficult words to the kids as they went along, as he went along. And he would give example stories to help them understand what Scripture was trying to communicate. For instance, I believe it's Proverbs 16 that talks about the evil man that winks with his eyes and points with his fingers. And the kids would say, what does that mean, Daddy? So he made up this little story. He said there were a couple men who were robbers, and they wanted to rob this lady's house. So, one of the guys said, hey, I will knock on her door and I'll offer to do her lawn work for a cheaper price than anybody else do it. And then I'll learn her schedule. And after a while, when I know that she's not home, I will let you know and you can go in and rob her house. And the other guy said, well, how will I know, um, you know, if you're, that it's time for me to go over there. And he said, I'll signal. I'll wink with my eyes or I'll signal with my hands. So, the moral of the story is be aware if you see men that are making signals that they don't want anyone else to know, it, it indicates evil motives. So, he would do that. He would make up these stories to help the kids understand the principle. And you know, we did not know it at the time, but I would say it was one of the best things we ever did. After years of hearing the word, When my kids would lie down, when they'd rise up, they were hearing the word again and again. And they would learn the word without even trying, especially the ones that didn't go right to sleep at night. They would lay there listening to the word played again and again. And since then, we have made that available for other people. We've got multiple passages. You can see some behind me. Rick recorded Proverbs and Psalms and Matthew and 1 John and John and 1 Peter for kids to listen to as they go to bed at night. And just to tell you what an effect this had on our kids, there was one day we would do family devotions and Rick would read the proverb of the day. For instance, there's 31 proverbs and 31 days in most months. So if it was the 15th of the month, he'd read the 15th proverb. And he started reading the first verse, and little Tuck, who was probably seven at the time, finished the verse. And Rick looked surprised. He read the second verse, and Tuck finished it. The third verse, Tuck finished it. He said, Tuck, how do you know all these verses? And he said, well, you make me listen to those CDs at night. And he had actually learned so much of the book of Proverbs without trying, just laying there in bed at night. Another one of my sons, still to this day, he's in his 40s, but if you start a verse in the book of Proverbs, he can probably finish it for you. Um, another one of my sons, Josh, who is now in heaven, we, there was a man that went to our church at the time, and he had had a really rough life. He'd had a drinking problem, and he was a recovering alcoholic, and he was struggling with his salvation. And my 17-year-old son, Josh, helped him Confirm his salvation. And the man said to him, Josh, how do you, a young man, have such a handle and a grasp on the scriptures? And he said, Well, my mom and dad made me listen to these CDs every night from the time I was just a little boy. And what we found is it built a biblical frame of reference in our kids. My daughter Kate later said, When she went to work and rubbed noses with a lot of other people at work, she said, I did not realize how we had such a foundation in the Bible. You know, it taught my kids to look to the Bible as having the answers to everything in life. And that's what we set out to do. You know, that's what I was so excited about in that Sunday school class. But this simple little thing of recording the scriptures and having my kids listen to it on a consistent basis made such a huge difference. My daughter-in-law years later said, Mom, your kids are like walking Bibles and hymn books. They come up with a scripture verse for everything and a hymn for everything. Whereas we used to have hymn books and we'd get them out and sing, them at, sing the hymns at family time. But it's such a little thing, but it was so valuable and still proves to be valuable in my kids' lives, listening to the Word. So our, our website, I don't think I've told you what our website is, it's characterconcepts.com. And you can find these scripture, scripture CDs available that you can use for your kids. We have heard from hundreds of other families that use these. And, and they are finding the same results in their kids. Their kids are learning tons of scripture and tons of practical information of how to live their lives. So the first step, you need to memorize the word. And as I said, our kids did that without even trying. The second step is to meditate on the word. And, you know, that's what Rick was actually teaching the kids when he explained the scriptures, what it meant, and give example stories. It helped our kids to think about what does this mean? How do I apply this? And that was teaching them to meditate. And then finally, the last step is putting it into practice. In James it says be doers of the word and not hearers only. And that doesn't happen overnight. You know, it takes a while for that to happen. But let me give you a, for instance, Ephesians 4.29. We taught that verse to our kids. It says, say only what is good and helpful to those you are talking to and what will give them a blessing. So we used this as a guideline for our our kids' words, the way that they spoke. Is what you said good? Was it helpful to your brother? Did it give your brother a blessing? If not, what should you have said? Or should you maybe not have said anything at all? Learn to ask good questions. Use the word to point to the truth of the scripture. And then the kids come to see their own sin. Instead of you pointing it out, they realize, hey, I'm not obeying scripture. The word is the guide. Don't just have your kids obey because I said so. They need to obey because the word says so. The kids need to know that their actions and their words have consequences. We made a consequence chart that we used for a number of years, and we would write down offenses, things the kids did wrong, over and over again. You know, it seems like your kids don't do 50 things wrong. They do four things over and over again. So we wrote down those offenses that they kept doing again and again, and a scripture verse for them to learn to go with it and then what they should do, the correct thing for them to do. And I remember Kel, when she was just little, probably four years old, she came to me and said, Mommy, what's the consequence for? And I told her what it was. She said, all right, I won't do it then. So what that was doing is teaching our kids to make wise decisions, to realize what I do has consequences. And we would make the consequences um, related to this offense. For instance, we were trying to teach our kids good manners at the table, and we told them if you can use good manners for a couple weeks, then we're going to have a trip to country cooking and you'll get to go. So if they didn't use good manners, they didn't get to go. Or one of our sons just was born to tease. He was born teasing his siblings. So if he would tease somebody, we would have him make their bed the next morning. So that kind of cut down on his teasing. Sometimes he thought it was worth the teasing to go ahead and make their bed, though. But have the consequence related to the sin. We also used flashcards. So all nine levels of our character curriculum, we have character curriculum that we developed for our kids from preschool all the way through high school. And we have that available for you now. But each level has a set of flashcards with it. And we started simply. If you're working with flashcards with a young child, I would just say the verse and have them repeat it back. And then eventually, when they learn that verse, move on to the next one. And then review. It was just a good way for the kids to hear, say, and see the word to use those flashcards. Remember to praise your kids when they put into practice what they're learning. The whole goal is use scripture to change the way your kids think, and that will change the way that they behave. Let me give you an example. In our Character um, with the Cousins series, we have a book called Character Trails, and one of the character qualities we're teaching is thoroughness. And we actually used Luke to illustrate this story from everyday life. And it's kind of funny because after the book was out and he had been reading it, he called me one day and he said, Nana, God used your book, Character Trails, to help me. And I said, really, how? And he said, well, Daddy told me to clean my room. And I did what I thought was good enough. But then I remembered about thoroughness and character trails. So I went and I did it right. And I said, yay, Luke, you know, you are using God's word to change the way you live your life. That is our goal. Get character on a level where your kids can relate to it and understand it. And God will work in their minds and their hearts, and it will change the way they live. Remember, though, that it's a process. Our job is to give our kids an arsenal of God's word in their toolbox of life, if you will. That's our goal. You know, when Jesus was tempted of the devil, what did he do? He used the word of God. He didn't answer his own words to Satan. He used the word of God. The sword of the spirit is our main weapon. And we want to arm our kids. The word is what changes the way we think. Parents, our job is to point our kids to God and train them to be skillful in the word. Don't worry, now, I've heard a lot of parents worry that they struggle with anger or they struggle with failing to be content, and that's okay. You know, you are going to stumble. Your kids are going to stumble. Expect that, but it's super powerful learning for your kids when they see you learning the word and applying it and failing. And, you know, failure is just a stepping stone to success. So when they see you fail and repent and ask for forgiveness, What you're doing is patterning or modeling for them what they need to do day after day you know that's a daily thing so don't worry about it you're not going to be perfect they're not going to be perfect either then you need to teach them to apply what they're learning Um, obedience we said is obeying doing what you're told immediately thoroughly and cheerfully So there were times when I would see that my kids hadn't wiped the crumbs off the counter thoroughly. And I would call them back out of bed and say, hey, you know, come get this job done thoroughly. That's powerful learning too, especially if you call them when they're in bed or when they're doing something they want to, and they have to come back and do it right, they're more likely to do it right the first time. So through the years, as I told you, I developed studies for my own kids. And as my kids got older and started leaving the home, I had more time to turn it into nice looking, easy to use curriculum for other parents to use, which hopefully that will help you. You don't have to search everything out yourself. You can just pick the curriculum up and use it. One of the features that has been super powerful that we've added to our curriculum is examples from not only everyday life and the Bible, but from history. And let me just give you one short example of this. Jake DeShazer is the one we use for forgiveness. He was one of the Doolittle Raiders in World War II, and he bombed Tokyo when he was going to get away. He was supposed to get away and land in China, but he ran out of gas. He had to crash land. He was captured by the Japanese. He was tortured for almost three years, held in captivity. Toward the end of that time, one of the guards gave the men three books and one of them was the Bible. Jake started reading the Bible. He read it constantly. He became a Christian there in his cell. When he got released at the end of World War II, he came back home and he went to Bible college in Oregon. And then he went back and he preached the gospel to the very guards that had tortured him. He went around the country of Japan preaching the gospel and he wrote a track called I Was Tortured by the Japanese. One of those tracks was picked up by a man named Mitsuo Fuchida. He is the man that led the raid on Pearl Harbor. Mitsuo Fuchida ended up being influenced by that track, became a Christian, sought out Jake DeShazer, and both men went around the country of Japan preaching the gospel together, and thousands of Japanese people were saved. That just, uh, it always sends, tingles down my spine, that story. That is the story that we use in our Portraits of Integrity to teach kids about forgiveness. Such a powerful example. If he could forgive the men that tortured him, surely you can forgive your brother for knocking over your Legos. And because he chose rightly and he forgave, thousands of people were saved. That's just such a powerful example. So in our curriculum, we try to find people that exemplify these character qualities in such a moving way that your kids will not forget it. They will remember it. So the best thing that you can do in closing is to arm your kids with the word of God. Help them realize that the Bible has the answers for life. The Bible is the life-giving word. And always remember, any time you spend teaching your kids the Word of God is not wasted. God's Word never returns void. Thank you for joining us for the broadcast today. Remember that you can find us, our podcast, on our Facebook page, and our YouTube channel, and Spotify, and other platforms as well. I'm excited to help you in your homeschooling journey. And as we move on, I would like to offer you some tips and some charts and some tools to help you be successful. So I'm excited about what we're going to learn together.